Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome to Thursday's episode of the Baseball Insiders. I'm Adam Weiner, alongside MLB Insider Robert Murray. Robert, we talked last episode about how there's kind of a tough timing. The World Series starts Friday. You know, we don't know if there's going to be that baseball between the Monday episode and the Thursday episode. How are we going to fill the time? I'll produce some segments. Well, it looks like, uh, as George Waldock in the comments asked, Stearns leaving was a prank, right? The Brewers have David Stearns uh, transitioning to a different role outside of the GM position. So much to unpack here, and I'm glad that you are here to unpack it with me. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Good being here as always. Uh, yeah, what a uh, what a crazy morning so far. You you didn't see this coming, did you? You did not wake up today expecting a, a massive shakeup in the Brewers front office, and one that I don't think anybody believes is done shaking up. Yeah, like this. I'll tell you, this is exactly how my morning played out is like, this was not on my radar for this happening at all today. I slept in, got up about like 6.15, which is actually sleeping early for me or sleeping in for me. Um, And I poured a cup of cold brew um, and all of a sudden I get this press release from the brewers and I'm like, I wonder what this is about. It's David Stearns stepping down as president of baseball operations. And before I could even have a sip, I'm tweeting this thing thinking what in the absolute heck um, and I, like, I'm, I text an executive, like a high ranking executive, um, in the national league. And I said, I am absolutely stunned. And his response was bye. And then like, I said, dude, David Stern just stepped down and he called me, like he called me without, like, without hesitation and was like, stop it. Uh, cause I mean, there's been talk about David Stern's potentially like leaving the brewers to go to a different job. Um, and like, I mean, that's been pretty prominent in league circles for a while now, but still it happening an executive of Stearns's caliber and how highly regarded he is, is a shocker. Um, and that's a huge blow to the brewers. Like Stearns is very, very, very good. And losing him is a, a bad thing for that organization. Yes. And his sort of elevation to an emeritus position now, I mean, the news is that, he is stepping down as president of baseball ops and uh, Matt Arnold will now be the uh, president of baseball ops. He moves from GM of the Brewers uh, to that position. 
Stearns is instead going to sort of advise ownership, right? That's the message that we've been told. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly what he's going to end up doing. And like he's even said, like he's not going anywhere for the time being. Um, but he and Mark Antanasio, the Brewers owner, have already talked about, or even before like the announcement, they talked about what would happen if another team came calling. Um, and it sounds like the Brewers are open to like him going elsewhere because um, his contract is up in a year. So like there's two teams that make a whole lot of sense. And obviously everybody's connecting him to the New York Mets. Yeah. My understanding is like nothing is imminent there. Like I don't even think Stearns of Steve and Steve Cohen have talked. Um, so like we're definitely not looking at anything imminent there. Um, and the Houston Astros. The Astros, they have, like, every rumor with them surrounds James Click's future as general manager. For me, I would keep him because I think he's done a really nice job there. Um, but for whatever reason, Jim Crane, the owner there, has been contemplating a change. And if they do end up making a change, Stearns is previously from Houston. His wife is from Houston. Um, that makes a whole lot of sense. And everything that I've ended up hearing um, is that, like, I mean, I, I, I yeah, I, like the Astros, I'm sure would have interest. I, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. And why wouldn't you want to be a part of the Houston Astros family at this point as we get further away from the allegations and the, the proven accusations and, and just continue churning on with these 100-plus win uh, ALCS participant or World Series participant pennant-winning Astros teams every single year. And, and the more that this James Click stuff persists, the more that I you know, definitely am wondering what's going on behind the scenes in Houston. But I, I keep hearing this over and over again. It was next on my docket to ask you, like, people obviously made the immediate Mets connection, but the Astros connection did not come far behind. And uh, it seems like Dusty is probably going to continue in Houston, but the click is the one who, if either party departs, it's most likely to be the GM. So certainly something to keep watch for there. Um, yep. But those are at this point sort of the only teams you see that should be getting their hopes up. Because I know there are Yankee fans who are saying, everyone thinks Brian Cashman's going to return, but he hasn't yet. Now David Stearns is sort of floating in the periphery. But it's really the Mets and the Astros. And, and the timeline also isn't like, hey, tomorrow David Stearns will be somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure like with a guy like Stearns becoming available, I'm sure that's going to spark other teams being interested here. Like I'm, he's an executive he was young who is viewed extremely highly in league circles. Like he's very good at finding value and maximizing that value and also building like a, a really good culture. Cause you talk to people in Milwaukee, every single one of them um, has really enjoyed working for David Stearns. Um, and I can't imagine um, he's going to lack interest, um, but it sounds like for the time being, He's going to be in this advisory role, um, kind of like recharging the batteries because he's not been able to do that. And I remember him telling a story how he doesn't he never really got like some off time to spend with his family and um, and, and with his kids. And like he ended up like there was one time he was going to take a day off and um, he ended up, maybe even left work early. I can't remember the exact instance, um, but he wanted to spend some time with his family. And as he was in the car he ended up getting a call from Eric Neander um, and they ended up working on the Willie Adamas trade. So instead of having that off time, um, he ended up making that trade. Um, so 
I, I can tell you from being around Stearns, like one great guy, like I could not speak more highly of him. Uh, family man, which I super, like, I very much respect that. Um, and I think this is going to be good for him in the long haul and it's going to open up a lot of doors. And he even admitted he doesn't know what his future is going to hold, whether it's as a high ranking executive, whether it's um, just as a fan, like the, the, there's so many possibilities for him. Um, and he's going to take the next year to explore them while also being the advisor for the Brewers. Yeah, and then 12 to 14 months from now, who knows necessarily. Uh, the Mets chatter is – I expected more Mets chatter to be dominating the, the sidebar here, but it seems like people uh, are more concerned today with the immediate future of the Brewers uh, as well as the Astros. And I think Alex Rude makes a really good point here. That what is the appeal of, of wanting to work for Jim Crane after he theoretically fires Click after back-to-back World Series appearances – it just sort of does seem to me like a reminder of Houston being a machine. It's like, you know, it goes so much deeper than one man. This operation is relentless. Uh, and, of course, you do work for the team. You get to polish your resume and say that you were a part of this ridiculously successful baseball organization. But at a certain point, uh, Robert, does that culture start to lag a little bit? Does it become less appealing to join the ruthlessly efficient Astros if they keep ditching you after success after success? Yeah, for me, like, obviously you can't deny how just consistent they've been with winning because it seems like every year they're they're in the ALCS or even the World Series. Um, so, like, that part right there, and plus they have a, a really talented roster. I mean, you can't argue with that. There's not many teams in baseball or many jobs in baseball that can compete with that. But that would be one where I'm sure Stearns or any other candidate would have questions for Jim Crane in asking why – has there been so much or why would there be turnover after a guy like Jim Crane, who has brought them the consecutive world series? Why would he even be on the hot seat? Why did he go if like they ultimately do let him go? Um, and those would be some key answers that would need to be answered because um, Stearns, I'm sure would have plenty of interest in going to Houston because of his familiarity there. And like, I know he speaks finally or fondly of his time in Houston. Um, but I still think that job is attractive, but man, that, Letting go of Jim or uh, letting go of Click um, after like going to two consecutive World Series, that would be there'd be some questions that I would have there for sure. And where do you think that Milwaukee goes from here? Because obviously at this point they're staying internal. They're no, you know, they're not importing any other names. I'm not sure I've seen a signal yet that they're ready to tear down or ready to employ a rebuild or ending an era. Um, but is there, uh, is there a chance that they start rebuilding now and, and pursuing some of the, like getting rid of some of the assets that are tied down? Yeah. With, um, with the Brewers, I don't think this is a rebuild situation. I know the, the Josh Hader trade, um, was one that they would wish they had back just because, I mean, of how, and how bad that trade ended up looking for them. Um, but this is not a rebuild situation. You look at the rest of this team and it is a, it's got a lot of talent on it. And I've heard a lot of different complaints um, from other people that they don't spend. Um, and you know what, like they do spend uh, where they see fit, but they also, if you look at their team, they have Corbin Burns, they have Brandon Woodruff, they have, um, Willie Adamas, they have, um, 
I mean, they have other guys on that team who are young and are also going to be due for contract extensions. And they got to have an eye toward that or they have to have an eye toward that. And they can't just spend um, recklessly or they they have to operate within financial constraints is what I'm trying to say. Um, and I know that's a lot of frust- that leads to frustration from the fans. Um, but Stearns did a masterful job in navigating that. Um, he ended up leading that team to, I believe it was four consecutive postseason appearances. Um, and my, my thinking for Brewers fans is you don't know how good you had it until it's gone. Um, because David Stearns is like, he's a top five executive in baseball. He's extremely good. Um, I'm not saying Matt Arnold isn't good, but losing Stearns is a huge blow. Um, and it seems like, People may not be viewing it that same way right now, and I think that's a mistake. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. And one more time before we move on, what about the Mets? Uh, You know, you think Steve Cohen probably has not contacted Stearns and the Brewers yet, but there's been that longstanding interest. And Billy Epler, I'm not sure we're all sold on him as the long-term leader there. What percentage chance do you peg that as Stearns' next home? I'm not a huge percentage guy, admittedly. Um, (laughs) But, like, that definitely has a shot. Um, And... Stearns is obviously from the New York area. He was a Mets fan growing up. Uh, that's no secret. And like, he's um, I'm sure that would be a job that would really intrigue him because that would offer a chance to spend with a much more significant payroll. Um, like the, the one example that I keep coming back to is that would be a lot like Andrew Friedman going from the Rays to the Dodgers. Um, and yeah, I, I think Stearns is absolutely a possibility in New York. Um, it's not a case where I said before, it's not imminent. Um, but like in the future, I could certainly see that happening. There's one thing that I think, um, that would, that has me hesitant to like absolutely lock in Stearns to the Mets is 
one thing I've learned is that he does not like leaks. Um, and the Mets, it seems like everything that goes on in that organization somehow gets out. Um, so I wonder if that would have him hesitant or if he'd need like to ensure, or if he'd want to make sure ahead of time, like that will not be the case. Um, to, so he could plug those leaks. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, that's, yeah, I'll tell you, it's the Stearns' future in baseball right now is right. It's the talk of baseball. It is like, it's huge. And I'm very curious to see what he does. Personally, I'm hoping he does lead a team, especially like a team like the Mets. We have a huge payroll because I think they could end up looking at uh, an answer there for like the next maybe 10 plus years. Yeah, this is one that's going to throw ripples into the pool. This is not an easy, uh, quick fix solution. We're not going to be logging into Monday's episode telling you, oh, we got a resolution of the David Stearns thing. Um, this is a top-notch executive moving up into sort of a, a, a place where he's able to take a step back. Uh, but everybody agrees this is not the end of the story. And and if the end of the story is he's out of baseball and is going to take a significant pause, then that changes their trajectory too. Uh, it's not just uh, where he goes next. If he goes nowhere, that's also a significant alteration. So we will keep the foot on the gas pedal here. And what we hear, we will tell you. Um, Want to talk about the managerial changes that did happen this week elsewhere because I am seeing comments about those. And that was next on my docket. The Marlins went with Skip Schumacher. I'm seeing nothing but people raving about Skip Schumacher. They're talking about his Mets interview last year as sort of a near miss. They thought he might get that job at... Went to Buck Showalter, who's a very different kind of guy. Uh, but Miami hires Schumacher, a first-time manager, bypasses Joe Espada, who we've talked about a lot, bypasses Luis Rojas uh, for another relatively unproven name and a candidate who is, you know, a non-Latin candidate. Um, are your hopes high for the Schumacher hire, and, and what's next in the Marlins offseason? I think that was a really smart hire by the Marlins and by everything that I've gathered, he blew them away in that interview. Um, and I, it sounds like um, I've, I've talked about on this podcast before how um, candidates who talked to the Marlins were really impressed with Kim Ng and what her vision was. And like, this is, this is finally her team. Um, and she finally got to hire her person for the job. And that just happened to be Skip Schumacher. And you talk to people who have worked with him in San Diego, have worked with him in um, St. Louis, who are even teammates with him. And they all just talk about his baseball acumen um, and how, like, he was always a manager, like, in waiting. Um, and I, I think that was a really, like, going from, I think Don Manningly, I think very highly of him. But going to a guy like Skip Schumacher, who's younger, um, who thinks more analytically, um, I think that's going to end up being um, a, a really good thing for the uh, for the Marlins, and I think her and Schumacher, or I think Ang and Schumacher, are going to be able to work hand in hand together to create like a common vision, which is going to be good for that team too. And what about the other managerial races that still probably have their top candidates available? Uh, you know, if if Espada wasn't copped by the Marlins, he could still be a White Sox. Uh, Clayton McCullough is the name we're hearing in KC now. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on what it means that not only have the Marlins made their decision, but it's somebody who wasn't really coveted by the other teams that are still chasing? Yeah, and it's a good it's a good point by you, Adam, because um, I don't think Schumacher was a candidate elsewhere. But um, I'll tell you the the it's not like I'll start with the two 
managerial opens that are openings now, the Royals and, and the White Sox. I think the White Sox, they're getting closer. That's at least the indications that I've gotten. Um, I don't think any, I don't know if it's imminent or anything. I don't think so. Um, but the Royals, meanwhile, um, I like the Clayton McCullough interview because he's been somebody who's interviewed for other jobs in the past. And he sounds like he wasn't quite ready um, at that time. I don't know about now, but that could end up being a very like under the radar kind of hire. And I, I from people that I've talked to, would be a very strong move. And it would also be another um, another change in philosophy for the Royals because they've wanted to hire somebody um, like, well, let me rephrase this. They, um, necess- they weren't necessarily going to hire somebody from within. Um, they wanted to give like a, a total look both outside and inside. And that would certainly represent it. I know they've interviewed um, a few other guys, um, but like, yeah, I, I, I like what the Royals' process is right now, but Clay McCall would be a good hire if they end up going that direction. The Royals oh. are so funny to me. Ooh, we got a biggie? Yeah, keep, like, go, go, go. Ooh, uh, well, the, the Royals are funny to me because I feel like the nucleus is there. The young players on the Royals are uh, look are they ready to contend next year no but Bobby Wood Jr. MJ Melendez Nick Prado uh, uh Vinny Pasquantino the guys you saw called up last year all found success pretty quickly or if they didn't find success they showed you that they could be the kind of guys to develop into a core that makes sense however the leadership was beyond stuck in the mud there Mike Matheny from a different era like, if the Royals are looking to foster this young talent, they've got somebody who thinks completely differently leading the charge in the dugout. Cal Eldred, the pitching coach. They've got somebody who has been under fire for years uh, in terms of Royals, Rooters, and, and the way that they believe his pitching coaching style is regressive. Like, and I'm not breaking news. This is not, you know, I'm not, I'm not the first to say that Mike Matheny probably wasn't right there. Um, but you've got this great young core and management that is unable to unlock them, and and we're trying to transition to a new era. In much the same way the Yankees said, we have the baby bombers now, that is the end of Joe Girardi, we're going to try Aaron Boone, the Royals have the opportunity to say, Mike Matheny is not right, this is a new era of Royals baseball, all of the leadership has been gutted, now we have to find our guy. And you could certainly do worse than looking to Los Angeles and pulling a guy like Clayton McCullough, a young first base coach who has been a minor league manager in the Blue Jays system for an eight-year period uh, and has been absorbing Dodgers wisdom for years now. So if you're looking uh, more forward thinking, you could certainly do worse for the new era of the Royals than Clayton McCullough. Now we can have some fun with the player movement. Uh, and I was going to touch on this later in a bit, uh, but now that I'm seeing the comments, uh, we might as well touch on Rafael Devers now. Um, there have been a few conflicting reports on whether or not the Red Sox are working on a Devers extension from a bunch of sources that, you know, Red Sox fans are inclined to trust the ones that indicate the team is moving closer to a lucrative Devers extension. Red Sox fans are also poo-pooing the sources that say, 
the exact opposite. You know, the, the Red Sox beat writers like Alex Spire and Chris Cotillo have been saying uh, they're just meeting. You know, a Red Sox executive met uh, Rafael Devers on his birthday. This is the backstory. And uh, the Red Sox beat writers are sort of saying, yeah, it's a birthday check in. And some reporters in the Dominican Republic are saying it's the start of something major. They're making real progress on an extension. Uh, have you heard anything on Devers? And, and it feels natural to sort of have it be somewhere in between for me. Like, of course, an extension is a priority, but no, it won't be coming tomorrow. Yeah, I so I've done some digging on this and there was somebody who ended up going to travel to visit Rafael Devers um, in the DR. But like the, the reports at least have been conflicting in that regard. Like some people have said that it's been to talk about an extension. Um, the other one was like he wanted like the executive wanted to go visit him for his birthday. I can't imagine there's an executive who is going to fly to the Dominican Republic just to wish a guy a happy birthday. Um, that like seems a little strange to me. Um, but I, from everything that I've gathered, nothing is imminent there. Um, but like they would certainly be wise to explore an extension like that, um, and lock him up now, because if the longer they wait, the more expensive it's going to be. Um, but yeah, those reports the other night were kind of a whirlwind because yeah, it was, it was tough to follow, but like, yeah, I don't think anything is imminent there. And by the way, like the text that I have just gotten, um, was it sounds like there's at least one candidate for the Royals who's been informed he's out. So that would seem to indicate they've narrowed it down. So I don't know, but should be able to drop um, not necessarily like the Royals is new hire, but like I'll be able, I should be able to drop something out tonight about, about certain things. So that'll be cool. cool. Hell yeah. I say a sturdy, a sturdy hell yeah. We Damn right I, I, <laughs> What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret 
and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. I feel like we've been talking so much about the managerial carousel that it's gotten a little bit lost to me that it's only two teams left. And now that the Marlins have done their business, it's the White Sox and the Royals. And we wait. And the names we're hearing for those two spots are very disparate and very hilarious in, in some capacity. Ozzy potentially getting the interview, Joe Espada potentially waiting by the phone. Um, and it will be nice. Uh, we've already had one sort of out-of-the-box hire in Bruce Bochy this cycle. It'll be very nice when we're able to settle that and move on to leadership changes, philosophy changes, and most importantly, player movement. Yep. And I'm very excited for that time to eventually come. Um, and it's weird though. Like, the, like, you know, the world series, it starts tomorrow and then it's going to be over by at least like November, like, what is it? Like November 3rd or November 4th. I know, I know the date it's November 5th. Oh yeah. November 5th. Cause yeah, Adam is, uh, Adam is getting married on November 5th. That's game seven of the world series too. Um, oh, good planning there, my friend. Um, um, and then all of a sudden, like two days later is when the GM meetings start. And there's a lot of confusion of like, why are they so shortly after the world series? Because no team is going to be ready to like do anything then. Um, so don't necessarily get that, but like this, this off season could be, could be very fun because we've seen the Dodgers connected to some big names. Like the Yankees are obviously going to be trying to go after Aaron judge, but like there's going to be plenty of other teams in, involved in that. Sounds like the Padres are going to be active again, which AJ Preller, I mean, God bless him. I love him. Um, I'll tell you, like, I'm curious to see, like, what all teams check in on a guy like Brian Reynolds. Um, I wonder if he could be a candidate to be moved. I like my guess is more likely than not. That, like, he's not he's not probably he's pr- probably not going anywhere. Um, but, like a team like the Yankees or even the Padres, too, um, could make a whole lot of sense, like. It's, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be very fun, and we're about to get into that time. And also, I'm going to – this is going to be my time to plug um, that um, I'm going to be at the GM meetings, and we will be giving daily content updates. I'll be live from the GM meetings. So if you subscribe, uh, you'll be able to watch those. Uh, it will help us out big time. So if you could do that, that would be greatly appreciated. Now is the time to subscribe. It's always been the time to subscribe, but – Obviously, now is the time to subscribe. What are you doing if not subscribing in time for the GM meetings, the winter meetings, and the offseason? This is uh, potentially the most fruitful conversation you'll have all baseball year long, and, and this is the podcast to have it on. Uh, as, as a Yankee fan, I, I can't help but ask about some of the stuff that's been going on this week where we're hearing, you know, of course, we're hearing about the Giants and Judge. We've heard about that all year. That's nothing new until it's over. Um, but Andy Martino specifically has sort of been pumping the narrative this week that there's some dissatisfaction in the Yankee clubhouse with the way that the team has been treated by fans, that uh, players are starting to vocalize that the way the fans are behaving and, and booing during the end of the ALCS is maybe dissuading some players from staying in New York or joining the Yankees. Have you heard any of that scuttlebutt from executives or players around the league that that it's beginning to become toxic in New York, or is that just sort of potential speculation? I think there is truth to it, but there is not, it's not just New York. It's everywhere. It is like 
you, especially Twitter, Twitter can be an incredibly toxic place, especially when you're not doing well in baseball um, and you're not performing well. Um, like Jeff Albert, the Cardinals hitting coach, actually stepped down. And the reasons that he cited to John Mozeliak, it was that he was not happy being the scapegoat in the butt of all the criticism among the fan base. Um, and like, that's another thing is these players have feelings like players are human beings. Like they read all this stuff and they're just like us and it can get to, it can get to anybody. Um, so just my, my main message, this is to like, it's not just, um, it's not just to New York fans. It's to people everywhere. Be kind because people always read this kind of stuff and you don't know what kind of effect it can have on them. Yeah, I think that's important because lost in the discourse lately has been just this discussion of fans booing and are fans allowed to boo and are fans allowed to be upset with their team? Of course, yeah. fans are allowed to be upset with their team, but it, yeah. it goes a lot deeper than boos from the crowd. You know, we're not talking about the upper deck screaming in the middle of a 6 nothing shutout. We are talking about, in many ways, vicious behavior on social media and uh, just saying that players need to get over it. I mean, that's not necessary either. We can look at this. Uh, we can both be unhappy as fans and we can maybe not DM players' parents or, or knock hitting coaches off the team. I don't think that's too much to ask. No, I'm I'm in total agreement. And like, I'm not like fans, like be, you can be fans, like root for your team, like do what you do. Like, yeah, it's just, it, it some people cross a line and that's unfortunate and, um, yeah, I, I've seen the effects from, from players firsthand. Um, and so I can sympathize with them a little bit more and it just, yeah, it sucks. It's, yeah, it, yeah. it just sucks. It, we can't mention it without saying that it sucks. Um, one more thing, uh, and then I want to play a little quick game and then we'll get out of here. But do, do we expect this off season to move just as quickly as you know the the fastest off seasons because the GM meetings are so quick behind, or will there be a little get to know you period delay? Because again, the World Series ends, we're going right into these meetings. How can teams possibly assess their needs so quickly? Yeah, I don't think we're going to see movement like last year because last year's instance was a lot of these players and these teams wanted to act before the lockout happened, and like I remember the, like the last two or three days were just bonkers. Um, I would expect this to be more like past off seasons where it's super spread out. Um, and we end up seeing some Boris players waiting at the last second. Cause that just, he waits out the market and that tends to happen. But um, yeah, I, I would, we're not going to see like the frenetic, like fast paced, like last year. Um, but there, there could certainly be a couple guys who end up signing early, but I just don't see anybody signing at the GM meetings just because it's so early and teams are still like laying down their plans now. And, um, that's like the GM meetings are where a lot of these teams can meet face to face with both each other and also representatives so they can see um, what exactly each side is, is desiring. And that's what like gets these talks going. And then that's what ends up breeding the deals in like a week or two or three. So that's that's what that is. But um, it, it it shall be a very, very, very good time because, Yeah. Well, whether anybody signs or not, we will be there. So if this is a get to know you, if this is a first dance, 
Robert's going to be among the first to be able to inform you about exactly what's going on there. So we can't wait uh, whether the offseason and I'm glad it's not going to move lockout pace because lockout pace sucked because there was a lockout after it. So I'm very happy we're not going to experience that again. Yeah, me too. I'll tell you, like, as I mentioned, those two to three days, that two to three day stretch was just it was nuts. I, I've never seen anything like that ever. That's very, very, there we go. That's, that's much. There we go. Yeah. Make sure to like and subscribe and only to the baseball insiders, not that other thing. Yeah. I don't know what the hell that was. Um, but like, um, I've lost my train of thought. That was, that was weird. That was, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. I don't know. I got some, I got one more game to play before we sign off today ahead of the world series. Uh, the quotes have been flowing. Uh, the media has been very uh, unfettered access to the Phillies and Astros. We've gotten some incredible quote drops over the last couple of days of waiting for this series to begin. So I wanted to play a round of real or fake quotes with you. I've got some pre-World Series quotes. I want you to tell me if these are true or if I made them up. And uh, sometimes it can be hard to tell. So are you ready? Oh, I'm, I'm terrified, but I'm ready. All right, great. Uh, the first quote, uh, this is Phillies owner John Middleton talking about Bryce Harper. Quote, I'm thinking that maybe I underpaid him. I told him that tonight. I told that to Scott Boris a while ago. Now, is that true? Does the Phillies owner really think Bryce Harper is underpaid? True. True. And not ridiculous. Bryce Harper's average annual value is floating in Josh Donaldson territory right now. And after hitting potentially the most historic home run in Phillies history in, uh, game five of the CS to end it before we got back to San Diego. What GM would not sign up for that contract right now? I have no idea. I think every, every GM in baseball would sign up for that contract. I mean, the Bryce Harper, like, yeah, it, it's, it's amazing what he's been able to do, Adam, um, because he had all that hype coming out of high school had all that hype when he was drafted had all that hype when he was made his debut with the nationals and he's exceeded expectations. That to me, that's ex- that's like extraordinary. Like props to Bryce Harper. Tom Verducci put it in great perspective this week in Sports Illustrated because he was the man who went to the Harper's home to report on Bryce in 2009 as a high schooler. And he was the one to hand him the NLCS MVP trophy. And read that recounting his at-bat. It's, it's incredible. Okay. Uh, what about this quote, which is Dusty Baker talking about the Astros' unfortunate recent history? Quote, this isn't yesterday, this is now. That's history. But you can change history. I invented the high five. I changed history. Is that real or is that fake? That sounds real, but I'm going to say fake. That's a fake quote. Dusty Baker did invent the high five. That's true. Uh, But he did not bring it up to justify the Astros' recent cheating past. Uh... What are your thoughts? We're obviously going to have to be talking about the Astros a lot these next couple weeks. Do you feel like we are far enough removed from 2017 that we can just move on? Most of the guys aren't here anymore. Springer gone, Correa gone, Dusty Baker a new voice, and this might be the best Astros team ever. Have you moved past that recent history? I am, um, because as you mentioned, a lot of those same people are – like they're not, they're not there anymore, but I think most people will end up moving away 
and like move on from the sign stealing scandal once Jose Altuve is now with the Astros. And that is like, that's fair. Um, but also Altuve from everything that has been said publicly and also privately, he was not like, he was not an advocate for this. Like he did not use the, the sign stealing trash can banging thing. Um, like he tried to play as clean as possible. Um, so I, I think once Altuve moves on is when people will start really like moving on from it. But yeah, we're just not at that point yet. Agreed. It's going to be tough. And you're going to see plenty of Altuve this series. Uh, what about let's do one more quote. Is this a real or fake quote? This is Yankees manager Aaron Boone, uh, who is coming back for 2023. We've heard on the Astros after the ALCS quote. That's a quality group of guys over there. Dusty's a leader. He got an incredible pitching staff. And that young starting shortstop winning ALCS MVP in his rookie year, what an amazing idea. I wish I'd thought of that. Is that real or is that fake? It's got to be fake. That is a fake quote. And obviously the Yankees have some shortstops they could have played instead of Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. But Aaron Boone coming back for 2023. Whether fake or not, I'm sure he would have said most of that up until the end. Uh... Boone's back. Cashman's probably back. Hal Steinbrenner certainly still owns this team. They're not going to dip into the shortstop market. They say, do you think they fully trust their rookie shortstops for 2023? Have they learned a lesson? I, if you had to ask me right now, which you are, um, my which guess I am. Is I didn't have to, but I did. Yeah, you did. Uh, my guess is they end up trusting that rookie shortstop again. Um, and plus like, it's it's complicated because if you look at this entire equation for the Yankees, they can sign um, one of those high-priced free agent shortstops. They got, I mean, the, once again, they got to pick them. Carlos Correa, Trey Turner, Dansby Swanson, and Xander Bogarts. Um, like they have the pick of the four, but they also want to have Anthony Volpe at shortstop going forward, and they do not want to block him at that position. So if they wanted to, like, take pressure off from, off of Volpe at least in year one, they could trade for another like one year rental shortstop, but they tried it last year with Isaiah Kiner Falefa did not work. Um, and it remains to be seen exactly what those trade options for shortstops look like. And I took a look, I took a look yesterday, not exactly pretty. Um, like, I mean, maybe Jorge Matillo, uh, but like, I can't, I don't know if the, the Orioles would trade him within the division. Like one sleeper, and I mean, this is like a total sleeper would be Willie Adamas, um, just because like he's going to be due for an extension in the next couple of years, um, and it's going to be an expensive one at that. Um, but I can't see the Brewers trading him, especially after trading Josh Hader, because Adamas is one of their most. Um, it's one, he's one of their biggest influences in the locker room, and players love him, like they gravitate toward him. And trading Adamas and Josh Hader within a span of like six months, um, that could crush the clubhouse. So I just can't see them doing that. So the Yankees could, long story short, have a very hard time getting a a, um, a rental shortstop. Yeah. Every time I've mentioned Adamas to the Yankees, or I had a Glaber Torres to the Brewers mock this week, uh, Brewers fans don't love when you do that, so I will stop touching that live wire. But, yeah, the shortstop options are limited. Um, 
Woof. Well, thanks for participating in the real or fake quotes. You nailed them all. Um, the comments blowing up a little bit. We're about to sign off. Uh, we did touch on the Randy Miller article talking about Judge Rizzo and maybe Trey Turner to the Giants a uh, little bit. Uh, I don't know if you have any stray thoughts on that, but of course, Judge to the Giants has sort of been well trod territory at this point. Neither of us would really be shocked if they did go all in, and if they do go all in for Judge, they're not going to stop there. No, and like I mean, they wouldn't stop there by any means, but. Adding those three players, we're looking at over $40 million a year for Aaron Judge. We're looking at perhaps as much as $35 million a year for a guy like Trey Turner. And then Rizzo, I'm not exactly sure what his market would look like, but we're looking at at least like $85 to $90 million just in 2023 salary in those guys. I don't think they can do that. Um, and plus, I don't think they necessarily need um, – Anthony Rizzo in San Francisco like that just like I don't know that seems like a, a really weird fit there so that's that's not one that I'm I'm eyeing there but I'm sure the Giants are going to be involved in both Judge and Turner like I feel very confident in that I just can't see them landing both yeah I think the Rizzo thing is just <laughs> Yankee fans and other people speculating want to keep those two together because they don't want Rizzo to be sad but it's probably more likely that the Yankees have both of them than the Giants end up with both of them I think the Giants are probably bigger game hunting there Yep, I would agree. I think that's right. All right. Well, that's it for a topsy-turvy edition of the Baseball Insiders. We never expected to be talking about David Stearns today. We thought this was a World Series black hole. We couldn't have been more wrong. The Giants don't need Rizzo. They don't want him. You heard it here first. Uh, but there is so much more to come on the Baseball Insiders podcast. All offseason long, all World Series long. Robert Murray uh, will be leading the charge to have all of you like these episodes. Subscribe. Subscribe on podcast platforms. Subscribe on YouTube. Most importantly, we're going to be here live 3.30 Eastern time every Monday and Thursday. We've got great content going up later today, too, so keep an eye out for that. This is not your only Baseball Insiders content this week. Robert, uh, I can't wait for the World Series, and I know you can't wait to get to Philadelphia either. I am absolutely tickled pink to be going to Philadelphia. We're going, so everybody, this is my plan. As I'm going, um, if I'm landing in Philly on Saturday morning. Um, I'm going to the Eagles-Steelers game, which is my first ever Eagles game in Philadelphia. It's been a bucket list item since I was like five. Um, yeah, plus, Sean Daly, one of our lovely producers here, says he's going to teach me how to say John. Um, so... We, uh, yeah, I do. I trust me. I know the, I know the Philly lingo, so I got that going for me. So I know what that means. That means everything basically. Um, and then going to the, uh, uh, games three, four and five for the world series. So it shall be a very wild time to say the least. Check off that bucket list item. I know the Phillies in the World Series is a bucket list item for many people around here, too. And it's reality right around the corner. Uh, stopping the Houston Astros from winning the World Series and hiring David Stern. Certainly a bucket list item for folks in Milwaukee and around the globe. We'll know much more about the World Series the next time we talk to you on Monday. Until then, please subscribe and we'll see you when we stream. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park 